something to do, we want you to do it. Yeah. But we're not going to hold back on the Lord either. Yeah. Appreciate the ones that are here today. Good to see them. Amen. Good to see you. I don't know if you've ever been to Gatlinburg or someplace that they have a lot of tourism things and they have some of these crazy rides. I know some of you have seen them. I've seen your pictures. I know you was there. Some of you may have been in some of them crazy rides. There's one that just sticks in my mind I hadn't ever done. I'm, I'm pretty bad. I'll, I'll, I'll probably ride just about anything. Uh, but there's one that looks like this, like you just know the end of a really long stick or something. They just sling you way up there real high in there. I don't know if y'all seen that little pod or something. I've seen some looks like they're shooting you with a rubber band or something really big. Y'all know what I'm talking about. It's one thing to uh, to look at them, right? I can look at that, know it's high, know it's fast, knows it goes upside down. And I can tell you all I want to tell you about it. I can try to describe it to you. But unless I've ever gotten in it, I've not ever experienced it. Y'all know what I'm talking about? It's different to experience getting on a roller coaster and standing on the ground and telling somebody about one. Are y'all with me? It's not, I don't know if this ain't got anything to do with the message. This is what the Lord put my mind coming out. So y'all hearing it. I'm so thankful that the relationship I have with Jesus Christ isn't as of taking a picture and trying to describe it to somebody, but rather it's one that I can experience. Amen. That song that Keisha sung, you know, it must have been something for the disciples to be in that boat and that storm to, to rage. It's one thing for me to read about it, but what they experienced was different. But the reason that song means something to you and means something to me is because you've been through your own storms. And you know what it's like when he finally hears. You know what it's like when the little girl, little girl's sick and you pray and there's a peace that comes across you. You know what it's like to come down to an old altar and find that there really is a Savior. There's a difference and experiencing God and viewing him from a distance. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know who that's for this morning. God sent that to you. There you go. John chapter Thank 21. <clears throat> there was some prayer requests sent up this morning in Sunday school <coughs> for somebody who was far away from God. John chapter 21 tells a story of somebody who was far away but was brought back and restored. I'm going to do my best to share with you what the Lord shared with me. It's not a new story. It's one I hit every now and then. It's, it's one of, I guess, my favorite because Peter's in it. And I can relate to Peter. And I can relate to Peter because Peter, his strong will, is a leader. You know, he'd stand for what he thought was right. But I also can relate to Peter because Peter's also, sometimes a bit impatient. Amen. Sometimes quick to make a decision without thinking it through. Sometimes he's overconfident, more confident in his ability and skills than really he could really accomplish. I can relate to that. Peter, sometimes we can get a hold of because we kind of know where he's at. 
In John chapter 21, Jesus has already died on the cross and he's already resurrected. He's already appeared to the disciples. They know he's alive. Okay? As a matter of fact, it's, it's a pretty good uh, text to take and read out of because it's the same time of year that we're in right now. And if you were in Israel uh, right now, you would see some similar temperatures. They're, they're common to what we have uh, around here. Typically in the months of April, May, uh, their springtime, it's, it's 60 to 70 degrees, maybe a little bit cooler than it is here, uh, but it, it's comparable. So you can picture the scene that was going on here. They have met with Jesus and he's talked to them and he's given them some instructions to wait for him in the mountains. And there they are uh, near the Sea of Galilee. We're going to read John 21, verses 1 through 3 to begin with. And it says, After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, and on this wise showed he himself. There were together Simon Peter and Thomas, called Didymus, and Nathaniel of Canaan and Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, and two other of his, of his disciples. And Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a fishing. They say unto him, We also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. Now I want to show you in this scripture what it looks like when you fall. And let's just say we all fall. There are, all, there are times in our Christian walk that we get away from God. Yeah, uh, right. if, if, if you don't think so, just hold on a second. They'll be on you in a minute. Yeah, Amen. Amen. Uh, we talked about this morning in Sunday school how easy it is uh, for the world to convince you of something that's untrue. And you believe in something that you thought was good. You had good intentions, but you weren't listening to the Lord, and you got away from God. Yeah. Amen. I can tell you, it's happening all around us. Uh, church attendance is a great indicator of it. But better than church attendance is how many people are being saved. Amen. Because I'm just going to tell you, if God's people were doing what they were supposed to do, then the movement of God would happen. Now, that's, that's just going to happen. Amen. But so so the, the, we're in a place of falling, or we have fallen, or if we're not careful, it's just right around the corner. Amen. So right here, they were supposed to be somewhere. They were supposed to be in the mountain waiting on Jesus. But that's not where they were. They were in a boat, in the water, Right? Now, now, you can be uh, somewhere you're not supposed to be. Now, y'all all good folks, I'm sure, but you've probably been places you didn't need to be. It's not always a bad place. It's just somewhere you shouldn't be. Uh, you can be there physically in a place that you shouldn't be. Uh, you might be caught somewhere and you say, oh, man, i got to get out of here. This is just not where I need to be. I, I, I was uh, driving home late, and I had to stop and get gas just this past week. And, and I pulled in, and just didn't look real safe. Didn't look real friendly. And so I got my gas, and I got back in the truck, and I looked down to check my phone to see what time it was. And when I looked back up, there's somebody standing right there by my window. I'm talking about right there by my window. Scared me to death. You know, I just wasn't ready for it. Caught me off guard. Of course, it was somebody looking for a handout, looking for something. And I thought to myself, I don't need to be here. I don't need to be here. You can be somewhere you need not be. Can I tell you, when you get in those places, uh, you need to go where you're supposed to be. 
So let me say that. On the other hand, you can go places that you shouldn't be. And you can also not be where you're supposed to be. Amen. Hear that one one more time. Don't let me confuse you with words. Amen. There are places God intends for you to be. As a matter of fact, I believe this morning, I hope you was intended to be here. Yeah. And if you wouldn't, shame on you. You should be wherever he intended you to be. But I'm glad you're here this morning, and I hope God sends you a word. Amen? Because here's the reality. Uh, we sometimes, we'll just lay out a little bit. I'm just going to be real with you. Just because we want to. Just because we're tired. Mm -hmm. Just because it's more comfortable, right? And we won't be where we're supposed to be. Well, what's the problem with that, right? Well, well what's the problem with that? Well, let's look there. The Bible says that Peter said, I'm going fishing, right? Mm -hmm. He said, I'm going fishing. Well, what happened? It says we also go with them. <coughs> Do you see what happened there? He led some other folks to follow after him. He led some people down that road with him. They were all supposed to be in one place here waiting on Jesus. And can I tell you, that's the place you're supposed to be spiritually, physically. Where's that at? Waiting on Jesus. What does that mean? We ought to let him rule our lives. We ought to let him uh, direct our paths. We ought to wait on Jesus. But they weren't doing that. They followed after Peter. They went where he was going. You might say, well, he might have been hungry. Maybe he's just going to get him some food. Well, it says that he caught, stayed in there all night. He didn't catch a thing. It didn't do him any good. Amen. Can I tell you, a lot of the church is not in church because they've chosen other things of the world. Amen. 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 Now, you can also spiritually not be where you're supposed to be. You can physically be where you're not supposed to be, but you can spiritually be not where you're supposed to be. Right. And it don't take very long uh, for you to get there. Uh, Jonah, the Bible says that he was supposed to be in Nineveh, right? He didn't go there. He went his own way, and the Bible tells us he ended up in the belly of a big old fish. Yeah. Can I tell you, some, some of us want to blame God for where we're at. Hear me now. Some of you want to blame God for where you're at, and you're the reason you are where you're at. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, that hurts a little bit. Let's say that one more time, just to make sure we really got our feet stumped on really well right there. It may be us. Amen. It may be us. You say, well, I didn't mean to. I meant good things. I had good intentions. Were you waiting on the Lord? You see, the, the problem here was that God had given instruction. God had said, here's where I want you to be. And they went somewhere else. Yeah. They went their own way. They went their own path. Can I ask you, did you ask God if you was in the right place? Can I ask you, did you ask God for his leadership in your life? Can I ask you this morning, today, right now, are you where God wants you to be? Thank you, Lord. That's our question. The Bible says also they went back to fishing. The fishing was their old life. If you remember, the book of Matthew tells us, and so does a couple other places, but the book of Matthew, you can go back and you can read and you can see what God, uh, Jesus, when he first met these men, what did he say to them? He said, lay down your nets and I'll make you Fishers of men. Amen? In other words, he gave them a new assignment. He gave them a, a new task. Now, that was their old life, and he had given them a new life. Now, can I tell you this? This is one of the greatest tests you're going to face, especially uh, those of you that are saved, born again. The, the biggest test I believe you'll face in your life is wanting to return to the old way. 
It is. It is. The Bible doesn't tell you to put the old man back on. It tells you to put the new man on. But a lot of times we put an old man back on. And so here Peter was. He was frustrated. He had already denied Christ three times uh, there is before the crucifixion. He was a little bit broken. He was frustrated. He had seen him. He had been to the tomb. Think about this now. He had had all these ex good experiences, but still inside he was a mess. He was a mess on the inside. Why? Because he didn't trust himself to follow after God. So the only thing he knew to do was to go back to the old way he was before. Can I ask you this? Any of y'all ever do this? Uh, do, do you ever, when things just don't go the way you plan, you just say, well, I'm just going to go back and do this. Any of you ever make these, these little deals in your mind? Amen? Yeah. Well, it just didn't happen that way. I'll just, I'll just do this. I'll just yeah. stay at home. Yeah. Or I'll, I'll just, I, I, I just won't talk to them mm -hmm. no more. Right. Come on, I know you have this morning. Right. Y'all quiet on this morning. I don't want y'all stayed up late or something last night. Lord didn't bless you to last night, let you get up today. Come on now, don't sleep on me today. Right. Amen. Be careful. You might be falling. Come on, man. You might be sliding back. Right. The devil wants you to. Can I tell you, he struggled, he struggled really hard with me this past week. He, he didn't like that when it was last. He didn't. He, brother talked about the cup. We preached something. Well, that was good. Well, the devil didn't like that, no. Amen. And he wants to pull you back. And he wants you to return to your old life, to your old ways. He wants you to return to yourself where you feel comfortable and you forget about the things of God. He wants you to put the old man back on. That's what he wants. He said, oh, that didn't, that didn't even work for you. That didn't even go the way you said it would. That, you didn't even get a prayer through. You just might as well go back to fishing. And so Peter was a mess inside. He, he was all tore up and all these things. And he says, well, I'm just going to go back to fishing. And then all these other guys said, I was just waiting for somebody else to fall. Hear me? Mm -hmm. I was just waiting for them to fall. Can I tell you right now, the devil's trying to get you to give up. The devil's trying to get you to go back to the old way. And really, he's just waiting to pull you because you're just the domino piece to the other six people he's got their eyes focused on you. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 You want to see a church Amen. fall? Take out one. Just take out one. There'll be five others go right with Amen. it. Amen. Amen. Hey, look, look. They didn't even have nothing to do with the situation while the one left. They didn't even have the same problem. They, the devil had just been working on them. And he said, if I can just get this one piece to fall, those other pieces will fall with it. And that's exactly what happened here. These men knew that they were supposed to be with Jesus. They heard him. They seen him risen from the dead. And he gave them instructions to wait here, and they didn't do it. Mm -hmm. Hey, can I tell you, if men who have seen Jesus dead, crucified, and alive again with their own eyes will fall that quickly, how quickly will you fall? That's right. Bless him, Lord. Amen. That's right. Amen. That's right. How quickly will you step aside and say, oh, well, I'll just give up. This is just, this is easy. But I want you to see something else here, what happens when you slide back, when you fall into temptation, when you just take your eyes off the cross for just a minute. Look here. The Bible says uh, that they went forth, entered into a ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. Can I tell you, there's nothing in it for you but emptiness and brokenness. Anything that the world's got to offer will not fulfill you. It'll come up. You'll, you'll come up broken. 
You'll come up feeling that absence, and you'll come up feeling like, well, why did I do this? But what the devil does, he'll just he'll say, well, you just got to go back to it again, and you'll try again. The people who are addicted to different things, addicted to alcohol and drugs, you know, they'll they'll feel good for a moment. The Bible says, but it's fleeting, and then it's gone away. And then what happens? There's an absence. And so, what do they have to do? They have to fill it back again. You can be away from God in just a moment. A moment. They were talking to him, and now they're out on the sea, and they have nothing. All right, let's continue on. John chapter 21, now in the fourth verse. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore. Now, I want to stop right here for just a moment. And I want you to know this morning, aren't you glad that Jesus loves you enough not to leave you alone? Yeah. Well, I didn't get much on that one. Y'all ain't as bad as I am. <laughs> Y'all need him to come to you as much as I must need him to come to me. Do you understand what I'm saying? They chose to walk away. And he was up in the mountaintop, and who knows where, communing with God or whatever he was doing, and he come down to the shore to where they were at. You hear me now? Just like that song she was singing said, uh, he, he was somewhere off, but then when the need came, he was where they were at. Amen. The Bible says he come down to the shore. And so there he was uh, where they were at. But look at this now. But the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Isn't that something? They were just with him. They had just seen him. Uh, Thomas had said, let me put my fingers in the holes in your hands. Let me stick my hand in that cut and that ribbon side. Let me just stick. Did that just happen? Come on, bro. And now they don't even know who he is. Can I tell you this morning, if you feel spiritually dead, somebody hear me this morning, if you feel spiritually dead and undone like this, like you get nothing, you, you, when they sing those songs of praise and people are crying and waving their hands and you got nothing, or, or when the preacher stands up here and compels you to come and bear your old cross at this altar and give it up to Jesus and you feel nothing, or when, or when somebody cries out, oh, I got a brother or sister, they're dying and they're going to go to hell and you feel nothing, Nothing can I tell you, you're far from Jesus. Amen. You're far from Jesus. If you're not spiritually moved and you don't recognize you don't recognize when Jesus has come down to your shore. Oh, somebody hear me this morning. You're missing out. You're too far. Amen. Uh, last night we had a, a gathering. Mason invited us to come over and we picked and sung. And I sung a song that I hadn't sung in ages. It's us. You're drifting. Too far from the shore. Mm -hmm. Old bread book song. You can look it up. That's what had happened to them. They had gotten in that boat. And gotten so far away from the shore. They couldn't see Jesus. And recognize it was him. If you don't feel him move in your life. If you don't feel when he calls you. Listen you're too far. You're too far. You need to come back. So the Bible tells us there. That they knew not that it was Jesus. Verse 5. Then Jesus saith unto them, Children, have ye any meat? They answered him, No. He already knew what their need was. Can I tell you, he already knows this morning what your need is. Amen. Amen. No matter what your need is, he already knows. He already knows what you're desiring of him this morning. Mm -hmm. He already knows that hole that just can't seem to be filled. He knows what that is this morning. So he asked them, and they said no. Verse 6, and he said unto them, cast the net 
on the right side. I like that, on the right side. Not just the right side, but man, when you get your life on the right track, going in the right direction, can I tell you, there'll be some good things happen in your life. Yeah. I'm not just talking about He's going to give you what you want. I'm not just going to tell you that He's going to bless you with a new car, a new house, but I'm going to tell you He'll give you exactly what you need when you need it if you'll line your life up with Him. Amen. Get in the right path. Yeah. Go the right way. He said, yeah. cast the net on the right side of the ship and you shall find. They cast therefore and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. We're going to come back to that in a minute. Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved saith unto Peter. So John, John said to Peter, it is the Lord. See, John loved Jesus enough. Now he was still far off out there with him too. Don't, don't get me wrong. He was out there too, but it pricked his heart. And he recognized, oh, this is only could be Jesus' work. He says it to Peter, and Peter recognizes. It says, Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girt his fisher's coat unto him, for he was naked, and did cast himself into the sea. You see, he, he had a desire to get back to Jesus. Why? Because he was broken. His heart was broken. He was heavy. He had, he had told Jesus, I'll stand up for you when nobody else will. I'll even die for you. The Bible says he denied him three times before that, before that old rooster crowed that morning. Amen. He was burying that. He'd been carrying it around. Y'all you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. He knew where he was wrong. Mm -hmm. He knew when his life wasn't right, he'd put on a good front in front of his friends. Let's go fishing, boys. Come on, brother. Let's just go fishing. We'll catch some fish. He told all night. He was going to show them he could do it. He was going to show them he could make it. He had to be the leader. He had to be the strong one. But on the inside, he was a mess. Amen. On the inside, he was a broken man. And there he was carrying all this burden with him. And, and, and when it finally come down to the moment, when he was so tired of carrying that weight, so tired of carrying that brokenness, Jesus called on to the shore and called him on it. You got any fish? No. No, that's right, because you can't do anything without me. Once you put your fish over here, you get in the right way. And all of a sudden, they start pulling up this big mess of fish. He realizes right then, I can't do this on my own. Pray to the Lord for the moment when you said, I can't do it on my own. Amen. If you've ever met him as your Savior, you come to that point. Yeah, you can't come to him proud. You can't come to him in what you got. But when you come to him and said, I can't do this, I need a Savior. Amen. Thank God for those moments. But can I tell you, the time you get saved, that's not the only time you need to do that. There's many times I've had to go to him and say, I'm just not enough, Lord. And I've tried to be this, but I'm a mess. And I need one that's bigger than me, who's mightier than I am, to do more than I can ever do. So what did Peter do? He did what some of you may need to do today. He jumped in. He didn't wait. He didn't wait. He said, he didn't say, let's get the boat in. He didn't say, get that little bitty boat, let me get in it. He said, I got to get to the one that can help me. Amen. And he dove into the water. The Bible says, verse 8, and the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from land, but as it were 200 cubits, dragging the net with fishes. As soon as they saw, as, as soon then as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid their own, and bread. 
Jesus saith unto them, Bring of the fish which ye have now caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land, full of great fishes, a hundred and fifty-three. And for all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. Jesus saith unto them, Come and dine. And none of the disciples durst ask him, Who art thou? Knowing that it was the Lord. Mm -hmm. Jesus then cometh and taketh bread and giveth them and fish likewise. Yeah. Now, the next part of this whole chapter says this. It says, Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Feed my lambs. Peter, do you love me? Mm -hmm. Peter, do you love me? Right? Y'all know the scripture. Y'all smart people. Y'all can go back and read it. It starts uh, uh, verse 15 or so. But I want to stop before we get to that point. You see, God had a plan for Peter's life. Yeah. Book of Acts chapter 2. If you turn there, what you're going to find is Peter standing up high. He got up as high as he could in front of multitudes of people. And he began to preach to those people. And he, as, as many as he said, he said, you think I'm a, a drunk man. I'm not a drunk man and these men aren't drunk men. We're here to tell you about Jesus and him crucified. That man that you put on that cross, he ain't there no more. He's alive. Peter was changed in Acts chapter 2. The man that you see right here ain't the same one. Yeah. He had to go through some things yeah. uh, to get to that point. The Bible says on that day that he preached unto them and there were 3,000 people got Amen. saved. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And then after that, there were more and more got saved. God was doing something in Peter's life. Amen. Can I tell you, God's got a plan for you today, yeah. and he knows exactly what he needs out of you. But there's this point before all that. There's this point where there's a broken mess of a man who just jumped in a, a body of water and swam. And now, now, this morning, I just want you to be honest with me. How many of you want to go swimming this morning? The Bible says he was naked, he put a coat on, and he jumped into the water. So he's got a cold wet coat standing there on the beach. Mm -hmm. Are y'all with me? Mm -hmm. I don't think I'd want to do that this morning. It was pretty cold this morning. Mm -hmm. I did tell you that, that this is exactly the same time of year it was there then. Mm -hmm. I, I said that to you for a reason. Because I want you to understand that's exactly what he did. We got out here in the pond. And he, he swam across the pond wearing a coat and he got out on the other side. I want you to see a picture right here. Jesus is already on the shore. And he's already got a fire. <coughs> and the fire is already warm. Because he knew what Peter's needs were. Amen. Before Peter ever crawled up on the land. Amen. He knew what Peter needed long before he ever got there. Not only was Peter cold and wet, and he needed the warmth of the fire. He hadn't eaten all night. There, the Bible says Jesus had bread and fish prepared. Now, I want you to see the picture here. He gave him warmth, bread to sustain him, and fish to strengthen him. Now, here's a spiritual picture for you. God has for you this morning exactly what you need. He's got the warmth of his love Amen. that takes away the hurts and the brokenness and the places of scars that you don't think can ever heal. He has the warmth of his love. The Bible also says that fire will purify. Mm 
Right. It takes away the stain of sin. Yeah. Can I tell you this morning, that that you've been running from, you've been out struggling with the sea over it, you don't want to outrun it. And you can't get rid of it. But you can come to Jesus, and he'll take care of it for you. It's like an old fire burning away the impurities where it's not there any longer. But not only that, he'll give you the bread of his body. Amen. Amen. Now, there's a lot in that. I won't go as deep as I ought to. But can I tell you, it'll get you through every trial that you're going to have to go through. Not only that, it'll sustain you beyond. You start talking about the meat, the meat will give you the strength to make it through. Within the meat is the very being of blood. A lot of preachers don't want to preach on the blood no more. But without the blood, there is no remission of sin. Amen. There is no forgiveness. Can I tell you this morning, he already has what you need. But I won't stop there. Because my God's not a little God. Praise the Lord this morning. Y'all may not get any of this, but he's not a little God this morning. He already knew what they stood in need of. Yes, he'll give you salvation. Yes, he'll cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Yes, he'll set your feet on a solid path and let you walk a walk. But can I tell you that it's not a bad walk? Amen. See, Peter in Acts chapter 2 was a different man, experiencing different things. Peter in the book of Acts who says, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have thee. Oh, get a hold yeah. of this and rise up and walk. Yeah. Listen, that Peter, God had already prepared those blessings. Yeah. And it was in the net. Yeah. Last week I talked about the cup. I want to tell you about the net. Listen to me this morning. See, what Jesus said to him was, he said, put your net out over here. Yeah. Well, you've already tried. We tried it on our own. We tried to do it. We've toiled with it all night long. Well, there's nothing over there. Put your net over there. This wasn't even the first time he had showed them this trick. It wasn't even the first time That's that right. he had used this as a way to teach them. What I'm trying to tell you is this. This is a picture of who he is. It's a picture of what he has for you this morning, yeah. if you'll get a hold of this. Yeah. So what's in the net? What's in the net? But it was something interesting here. When I read this scripture, and it tells me exactly how many fish are in the net. Did y'all see that? Mm-hmm. It didn't have to yeah. tell us how many mm-hmm. fish were in the net. He could just said there was a bunch in there. We believed there was a bunch. Mm-hmm. But it yeah. said specifically that there's a certain number in that net. And the net was able to hold it. Mm-hmm. Now hear me now. Hear, hear me now. This, this is a good part here. Not only does Jesus want to put you on the right path, want to get you walking in the right direction, want to save your soul, want to cleanse you from all unrighteousness, not all that, but he's got blessings for you. Here he was referring to Peter becoming the rock of the church. Now, Jesus was the true rock, but Peter would build that church. Peter would preach to people, and they would be saved. He would reap. He would reap for Jesus. Are you with me? What did Jesus tell him the first time they met? I've already told you what he said to him. The very first time he met, he said, lay down, lay down those old nets. And I will make you fishers of men. Now here we are later on in the book of Acts chapter 2. And it's happening. Mm -hmm. Can I tell you that what he's got for you, what he's got for us, is already in the net. (laughs) He's already... 
He's hard to count it. Yeah. Somebody needs to get that this morning. Yeah. He knows what the blessings are. Yeah. He knows the He knows the souls that you're going to impact. Mm. I was sitting with Nancy yesterday, and I was talking to her about what she'd been through. And for some of you that don't know, some of you visitors you may not know, uh, Sunday a week ago, she coded. She, the heart stopped, and they had to come in and revive her back. She woke up with that, with that man beating on her chest. She told me, she said, all I can remember is this. There was these tiles in the ceiling, and there was this bright light that surrounded it. She said, it was so beautiful. Beautiful slide I have ever seen. And there was a door, she said. And I wanted to go and I wanted to walk through the door, but I couldn't go through the door. You can take that for whatever you want with it. It don't matter what you take it for. Because then she said this later on in the conversation. I don't know why I had to go through this, but I told every one of those people that come in there, every one of the nurses about my Jesus. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you, he knows what's in your neck. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you why you go through the things you go through. But I can tell you this, he knows who he's left you here to impact. She said to me before I left, I don't know why I'm still here, but God must have a reason. Amen. Hey, can I tell you, I know the reason this morning. It's in the neck. Mm. It's in the net. There's something that she needs to catch. It's in the net. And he's already counted. God already has your blessings this morning. We've prayed for people. We've requested prayer for people. Can I tell you, God knows whether or not they're in the net. All we can do is what? Cast it. That's all we can do. But you can only cast it on the right side. Hear me this morning. I'm fixing to close. You can only cast it on the right side. And the only way you can cast it on the right side is to be in the right place at the right time. And the only way that you can be in the right place at the right time is you're talking to the one who knows. Mm-hmm. Now, see, so here's the thing. I'm not a fisherman. I mean, I like to fish, but I'm not no expert. But I know some folks. And if I ask them right now, they could put me right on. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I remember a day I wasn't... I was probably bigger than him, but not much bigger than him. I went with my uncle fishing, who said he's like a professional fisherman, I think. He was to me, at least. We were catching brim. And he was baiting the hooks and taking the fish off the hook. And me and my cousin, he's younger than I am, we're just little fellas. We were the only ones fishing. I think we caught 80 fish in an hour and a half. Let me tell you why. Because he knew where to put us. When to put us. Can I tell you? Your neck can be full. Your neck can be full this morning. Bless him, man. But you got to cast it on the right side. Amen. The right place, the right time. The only way you're going to know that is you got to be lined up with Jesus. That's right. You can't be over here. You can't be drifted out too far. You can't be out in the world. You got to be right place, right time where he says it's right. But if you're not there, I'm telling you, this is the part y'all should shout it on this morning. This one that keeps getting a hold of me. He'll come down to the shore for you. Amen. He'll come to right where you're at this morning. He'll come to right in the middle of your crisis. Amen. With the fire warm. 
He already has. Amen. And the food ready. Amen. He's already prepared it. <laughs> the fish are already in the net. Just wait mm -hmm. on somebody who's willing to be at the right place at the right time used by the Lord. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to ask you one last question. I'm going to close with this. The Bible says, the Bible says, he said, he said to them, bring those fish here. Mm -hmm. Y'all heard that part, right? Bring them to me. Well, they were attached to the, the boat. They had that little boat. Remember, the other disciples got in the little boat. They rode the little boat. But the Bible says it was Peter who went down to where the net was, got the net, and drug it up to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Are y'all with me? Mm -hmm. It was Peter. Amen. Bless you. If you don't bring your net, and you don't bring those that he's already ordained to put in the net, who brings those? Mm. Who brings those? Are you counting on somebody else to catch them? Mm. Church of Mount Moriah, hear me right now, doesn't cast the net as God's placed us here to cast it, then who will bring it to Jesus? Mm. Bless you, Lord. Who will bring it to Jesus? And you can't live out in the world and expect to bring people to Jesus. Amen. You can't live halfway for him on Sunday yeah. and expect to bring it to Jesus. And you won't you won't live a so-so life and, and bring your family to Jesus and bring your friends to Jesus and bring those who are out in the world to Jesus. You won't ever do it. But if you'll cast it to him, cast all your cares and brokenness on him and let him take care of it. He will take care of you. Amen. Stand with us this morning. What's in your nets? Are your nets empty? Have you tooled all night? And you caught nothing for your labors? Have you tried and tried, but